Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Game-changing goals the last couple of weeks that he's been – Forcing turnovers, which is not something that you saw out of the Russ for a while. Wait till you see him receive passes. Oh, buddy. (laughs) He's choking up on the stick. Like, oh, it's like he's fucking. You know, it kind of of aligns with me shaking his hand, I think. I think I gave him the gift, like the golden glove. No, I think shook his hand and and Jakey Russ stick said, choke me, daddy. You mentioned that, you know, I called open. Um, uh, Cam, something you mentioned uh, b- before we got derailed. Uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, I think we're actually on rails, but that's not um, the story. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast formerly known as the Bruise and Bruins podcast. This is the Dubin Gear Show with guest Cam. Whoa, 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 whoa. Drew. Richie said it was the Cam Hasbrook <laughs> show with featuring you two, I thought. This, what's going on with this? I am I am not Drew. I am here with not Cam and not Chris. Not Cam, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing I'm, well. I, I'm doing, a, oh. oh, not Cam. I guess I am Cam then. <laughs> well, I'm not Cam. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's... Chris that's is not I, Drew. Yeah. I'm so just I'm trying not to make Cam. this intro as confusing as possible. Holy fuck. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm not Any Cam. Any new listeners have turned it off, so we can do whatever now. I'm doing I'm doing good, as not Cam often does. Um. <laughs> how, how much does not being me have to do with you doing good? I'd, probably a fair amount. Uh, at least several. Um, I feel like you guys have similar life experience, like at this current point in time. So, like, we're swapping we're lives same, probably wouldn't we're the be that big age. of a deal. We're the same <laughs> age. Underpaid for uh, high cost of living city. Yep. Yep. <laughs> a journalism, a journalist's uh, wage. Wow. I could. Try you guys to say both kind of studied to do similar things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I feel like it would reason. be a pretty jarring. Uh, change of events for me to switch coasts in one yeah. snap of a finger um yeah. and do things that i'm not qualified to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i guess drew and i could do like a um like a freaky friday thing and it wouldn't like be that <laughs> jarring i guess i think it would be all right but uh, i'm also doing pretty well i've got a different drink tonight that i'm excited to uh to crack into here i've been waiting to 
we're gonna go after it for the afternoon. So hey, cue it up. Let's let's uh, let's hear it. All right, uh, we've got a little bit of something different today. It is a Schoferhofer Hefeweizen grapefruit beer uh, imported Ooh. from Germany. Uh, an unfiltered Hefeweizen with grapefruit juice uh, and natural flavor, colored with beta carotene. Personally, I consider myself more of an alpha carotene, but um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, I was disappointed to realize that it is only two and a half percent alcohol um, because I didn't realize that it is quite literally just like Schoferhofer wheat beer, 50% mixed with this says grapefruit drink. See, one of them says grapefruit juice and one of them says grapefruit drink. So that's a little concerning too. Um, but yeah, so this is like definitely going to be, a, I mean, I haven't tasted it yet, but kind of a mix, um, sort of like a shandy, I would imagine. Yeah, uh, like a like a Rattler or a Shandy. Yeah, uh, color-wise, it, it pretty much comes out as like a slightly more orange-yellow grapefruit uh, color. Definitely has that kind of pink to it. Uh, will not pass the Drew test due to the, the juiciness of it. Uh, let's give it a go here. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. So, first taste impressions definitely leans more toward the juice side. Um, there is kind of that, like, I always think of it as like nutty, but I don't think it's quite nutty like that. I guess this is the probably more wheat that the notes of like, you can tell there's spear in there, but the first sip definitely my brain is thinking juice. Um, but it's got a nice mix. I think definitely on the, on the sweet side, uh, you can certainly taste the grapefruit, but it does kind of mix well with that, that wheat beer flavor. Um, I'm a big fan of that kind of German Hefeweizen, any of those like wheat style beers, kind of on the lighter side. Uh, this would be a really good beer to like take with you to the beach and you could probably drink like the f- entire 12 pack that I bought and not like feel too shitty. But I mean, the sugar would probably be a little bit, but um, it's not like something you're going to get tired of too easily. Uh, I mean, unless you're, you're getting tired of the sweetness, but uh, it's not like, you know, super bitter and in like that where you're going to lose that to, you know, an IPA or something like that. Uh, drinkability. I mean, that thing goes down like water, um, or I guess like juice is probably more accurate. Uh, drinkability, probably a 34. Um, I think the only thing keeping it from a 37 would be, again, it's just, it's, it's very sweet. So if you're not like, you know, how many cups of juice can you drink before you're like, ah, I kind of want some, just some water, uh, taste wise, definitely a 37, this thing. Oh, Drew took several minutes for the show setting that up. I love it. <laughs> you got so disappointed when he gave the drinkability of 34. I know. I was like, wow, Drew has never been excited about like a beer review that I'm doing before. So that's, that's good. Well, the good news for Drew is, um, well, one, this like kind of passes the Drew test. I was a little yeah. surprised when I was pouring it. No. Um, sorry, Cam, were you done? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I, the only thing I, I want to finish this off is like, this is, it's it, like, be prepared to drink juice if you're drinking this. I like it a lot, and there is some beer notes to it, but it is like, it's 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 like 80% juice as far as flavor goes. So, um, but yeah, definitely something, definitely a good summertime drink. So I'm leaning into that vibe now that it's like above 50 degrees in Portland. Chris. Yeah, so I, uh, 
had one left in the fridge here. Uh, it's been sitting there for a little while. It just got, you know, it's my favorite beer, I think. So I, I just really wanted to save it for a special occasion. And here we are on a Monday in April. Uh, yeah, well, you and, only get a couple of those every year. So, yeah. Um, it's the Duckfoot Secret Spot Hazy IPA, which is, I've definitely poured it out before, but I've never like held it up to try and pass the Drew test before. And it like it, I can like vaguely see where Drew ends and begins. <laughs> um, I would say it a light pass. So it's it's not super hazy for a hazy IPA. But the real the real thing here is every time I drink this beer, I'm just like maybe I'm misremembering how good it is, and then. I take a swig and I'm like, nope, goddamn, this is just like beautiful chemistry. Um, yeah, it's it's like the perfect blend of of like the juiciness of a New England IPA with like a little bit of that hoppiness of West Coast IPAs. Um, I, I think it's just perfect for for an IPA that I believe is around six and a half percent. I don't know, seven point four. Never mind, that'll get you there. <laughs> For, for a beer like that to be so well-rounded is pretty rare. Um, and I am very much appreciate it. So it gets extra points on drinkability for that. I give it like a 31 on drinkability. And then tasteability, oh man, you can taste it. It's got the citrus notes. It's got that little piney note. Um yeah, it's just like the perfect flavor for an IPA. We're going 37 for that one. I love it. That's going to be awesome for like a week. Crafted to reduce gluten. Nice. Ooh, hey. Yeah. So, uh, Hop On Series Spring 2018 release, Secret Spot, Hazy IPA. I think I first had this in 2019 or 2020 when it, I was like, oh shit, it's a limited release. So I got to go grab a bunch of these. And uh, it's been pretty steadily available at my local liquor store. So every time I, every time I get warranty them, event. yeah, every time I get them, I'm, I'm a little nervous that it's the last time though. It's the uh, most slept on beer in California. That's like the way to to live, though, right? And drink beers like this. You know, any of these could be our last beer, not to get like too morbid or anything. But you know, you gotta you gotta suck the marrow out of life and suck the flavor out of your beer. So, also, I feel like we should maybe amend the Drew test. Where like, I mean, we're not gonna want to do this, but like, if we were if we were true scientists, uh, then we could like do like a regular drew test with a glass. And then if we're like, not sure we could do like a shot glass drew test with like a smaller volume. It might make it a little easier to see through. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so first of all, shouts to Julie for bringing me uh, French fries mid recording. Um, <laughs> I love that. Um, what kind of fries are you talking? First of all, you should. Uh, they were from the uh, Old Port Tavern. They're from there, um, and like they were there. wrapped about to take out uh, her friend who's visiting us. Did so she just warmed them up, and apparently I get some. Nice. So yay me! Uh, um, real quick, and, best fries in Portland: duck fat. Uh, yeah, duck fat has 
insane fries and poutine and other things but oh my god yeah i had real drunk fries there one time Mm. that's the best way to eat fries especially duck fat fries oh yeah fries with friends makes the world go round i don't know what it is about duck fat but apparently like frying your fries in duck fat oil yeah it's so good I, it sounds great yeah you know what you know what these fries are missing they're missing some duck i can tell you that and some right fat a very fatty Oil. bird but yeah um secondly thanks to uh the uh uh bartender at the house of blues who uh i went up grabbed a couple drinks we were seeing spoon live julie and i um and he did not he okay. did not. He did not see Spoon live. That's a bummer. He did not. <laughs> he did um, not. All right. I, well, I, I feel like he's probably going to be back here. I just don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll return to Drew when he gets there. Um, <laughs> right right now, he's currently frozen, pointing at the edge of his beer can. So, well, he's also in the backseat of your car, waiting for you. Yeah, I think so. that's so. You better watch out for that. Uh, out for that yeah. So, I think what Drew was going to say is that the bartender at the House of Blues when he bought several beers didn't pop the can so that he could put it in his back pocket and store it for later. And I'm guessing he left with that particular one. And yeah. Brought I'm it thinking pocket beers. I don't know how I feel about that. I, when Drew texted us and was like, Hey, this is awesome. The guy didn't pop my can. I was like, <laughs> are you going to throw it at spoon or something? Like, what? <laughs> Why are you this excited that he didn't open your beer for you? I, I probably should have anticipated that he would pocket it for the pod, but I I was kind of hoping for more out of him, I guess. It's, yeah, an interesting, interesting idea there. I feel like pocket beers are, so I I did do pocket beers in college briefly. Yeah. I, I, mean, I pioneered the uh, front pocket beer with straw. Oh, um, like a like a in like a polo yeah, in your, shirt in your or something yeah front front shirt pocket and then you just put a straw in the beer um because like we we used to have uh two dollar beers at, at the bar and the line was exceptionally yeah. exceptionally long to get there so we'd get a uh, miller high life and we'd uh you know grab as many as we could and i think the the best way to do it is double fist and then one in the front pocket as well yeah i like that did they open them for you did you have to like balance no, they uh, opened them. It was okay. it was bottles. Oh, it was ooh, interesting. All right, I guess that's what like a straw mm-hmm. of the handy. Yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Um, Drew's back. So I'm back. Yeah, uh, restarting your internet does wonderful things. Um, if I, <laughs> um, I have, so yeah, guy didn't crack it open. Thank God, because i got to the point where i was really drunk and if i had a tall can this is like a like an 18 ounce wow it's a 20 ounce i think oh maybe like, it is 20 ounce i guess let's say 3.2 oh one point in 3.2 fluid ounces hmm it's a six point doesn't make any sense one pint is that what you're saying three point more than a pint too ounces. but maybe yeah, that's what. So I, alcohol volume. by volume. One yeah, pint. Yeah, one pint. Yeah. One three point so two fluid. That's nineteen point two fluid ounces. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
if I had that in this fiddlehead IPA uh, at that point, I probably it, it wouldn't have been good. So thanks to that guy for saving me and also giving me a nice $13 beer that I can have on this podcast <laughs> um, like you'd buy at the garden. Uh, but it, the description here from Killer Concerts, which the Spoon Concert was, to can't miss cultural affairs, this IPA has been brewed for the unforgettable gatherings, just like the one you're experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is unforgettable, guys. Uh, drinkability. It's good, but it's big. Um, 25. Tasteability. Hoppy, as you get with a fiddlehead. Um I'm just gonna say 37, so I can play it again real yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a solid, a solid. Okay, we'll cut that one to show. <laughs> nice. Uh, maybe that should that's probably all it should be. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, Chris, our, our faithful. Oh, okay. I actually do need to add one more thing. I meant to. I noticed this when I cracked open the can. Uh, we have the return of uh, of Puerto Rico. Do not litter. It's not a Puerto Rico no litter. It's just a Puerto Rico do not litter. Actually, technically, it's a Florida Puerto Rico no litter, um, but the Puerto Rico is bolded. So I think that's that's really the important part. It also says on here, 2.5% alcohol by volume, but then it says in Kansas and Minnesota contains not more than 3.2% alcohol by weight. So I'm not sure if the alcohol by weight changes if you take it out of Kansas or Minnesota. We'll have to get back to you on that. Um, but yeah, anyway. Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico no litter. All right. Well, speaking of good but big, Drew said it. You were all thinking it. Uh, Hampus Lindholm. Oh, okay. Uh, I wasn't sure. Yeah. We were going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's hurt. Um, did anybody actually see what happened with the injury? Like what caused it? No idea. Yeah, I. I don't know. I remember a lot of people being real concerned about it real quick, and then uh, Bruce Cassidy saying you know, we're hoping to have him back and he's, you know, uh, so hockey stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, also we're concerned about Matt Grizzlick. Uh, and that's yeah. why you go out and get a guy like Hampus Lindholm. Um, so your depth is a little, uh, you know, a depth little more fear. robust. Yeah. yeah. Cause, uh, I mean, as Bruins fans, we know, uh, Matt Grizzlick sometimes gets hurt. Brandon Carlo sometimes gets hurt. Um, and yeah, the Bruins are kind of dealing with some injuries right now. Um, for my part, I'd say better now than in you know a month or so. Yeah, but yeah, hopefully what, it's not one of those things that like lags in. You always see you know after the after the the postseason or you know maybe after the regular season if you don't make it, um, you always kind of see the floodgates of like oh everybody was playing with like six dismemberments and uh, you didn't know about that for the last three months. So hopefully it's not one of those things that like is going to keep getting reaggravated. And um, I like to kind of optimistically think that it's kind of one of those things where based on where the Bruins are in the standings right now, obviously you want to go hot into the playoffs, but it's not like you have that much to gain or lose. I mean, home ice against Toronto or Tampa would be good. Um, I don't think you have too much of a difference. Personally, we can get into this in a little bit if you guys want, but between Toronto and Tampa, both going to be tough opponents. It's you know maybe people have personal preferences, but I don't think there's nah, a cut and dry. Soft. soft. Yeah, I don't think there's a cut and dry. Uh, oh, we're, we've got a much better matchup against this team. So 
the biggest thing right now is just staying healthy. If there's guys like, you know, maybe Lindholm is good enough that he would go in, in game three, but since, you know, we got 10 games left in the season or whatever, and he's dealing with something, uh, keeping him, you know, off and sideline to make sure he's at a hundred percent and not 95 where he's going to retweak something, uh, would be big, but, uh, yeah, retweets for retweaks. Exactly. Uh, also, I saw the most hockey thing ever the other day. It was, I think, during the Bruins Caps game where it said somebody was out with body maintenance, not upper or lower body. It was just body <laughs> maintenance, and I was like, "Wow, that Dude, is yeah. truly amazing." I mean, that's that's what I wake up every morning and say, like, I I was gonna go to the gym, but I'm out with body maintenance. Yeah, well, even when you go to the gym, it's still <laughs> yeah, it's body, body maintenance, maintenance right there every single day. I'm yeah. worried about body maintenance. Uh, Drew, <laughs> thoughts. Nice title for the episode. Body <laughs> yeah, <maintenance>. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, exactly. That's why you go out and get Ellen home. Uh, you need it because, you know, without that, Grizz is out. I, I feel very scared. Uh, and hopefully Grizz isn't out long term. Um, and hopefully, especially by playoff time, he's he's good. Um, and yeah, and I think in, in terms of playoff matches, I mean, the Bruins, are, are they mathematically like, definite now clinched or no like, but it would take a it, it would take just a massive event. breakdown and a yeah. massive surge from uh teams below to make it happen such as it, the red wings you'd, you'd be shocked to know how absolutely out of it teams can be and still be mathematically still in it which yeah. makes it all the more impressive that there are uh several teams who became mathematically eliminated like a month ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm feeling, I'm feeling confident against whoever the Bruins can go up against. I mean, Florida, I have concerns. Toronto, I do too, just based on how the Bruins have been playing against them this season. But I still think this is a team that can hang in with the best of them. Um, I think they really took that turn. Obviously, I mean, you can go back to the, to the COVID break uh, over the new year. Uh, in holidays uh but i mean since then they've been on an upswing and then i just think especially of late it's been firing on all cylinders pretty much um so i i feel very much more confident in this team with lindholm on it so i got confident after the covid break and then now after the trade deadline i'm feeling that uh push and it's not just because of uh that addition it's also just the team is gelling the team is really really clicking now and it's mostly Um, josh brown yeah, exactly. Um, but at, and I think that's just that's something we even right after the COVID break, it was kind of like, oh, who's playing with who? What lines are really going to work out? And now they kind of have something going here. Um, and it's the the least I've seen Cassidy juggle the lines since he since he joined the team. Um, yeah, it's, and I think that's a good thing. That's a very good indicator that these guys are clicking. It's pretty interesting to see how things are still kind of working at five on five without David Pasternak. Like Eric Hall is still kind of humming. And I think that's a pretty good indication to people who are kind of saying, you know, it's just these two guys carrying this line and he's just along for the ride. Um, And I mean, seeing him like over the last several games without David Pasternak still continue to put up goals and assists without David Pasternak on the ice. Like, yeah, I mean, the, this guy's not just along for the ride. I don't think he's necessarily as good as his numbers indicate, but he is an effective player who can be on that second line and isn't going to hurt you there. Um, and at 
at current is providing positive value. So um, I, I like to see that. Obviously, I want David Pasternak back in the lineup. That power play just looks absolutely stagnant. It's really tough to watch. Um, you'd think that they could piece things together even without Pasternak. Um, I'd be interested to see what they could do. I don't know if I like Charlie Coyle on the top unit because I think he does a good job of doing what Patrice Bergeron does on the second unit. Um, and I'd rather see like maybe Craig Smith come in and take some of those shots from mm-hmm. uh, the left half wall. Um, but I mean, you're just kind of doing patchwork at that point. It's uh, I think you it sucks to see that the, that the power play, I mean, the power play has been pretty stagnant for a while and it's not just Pasternak, but I think getting him back will, uh, you know, at least return some things to normalcy. Um, but also it's kind of nice not being a team that relies on power play production. Cause as we know, in the playoffs, uh, refs like to swallow those whistles. They, they don't like mm-hmm. calling penalties and, um, obviously having a really potent power play in the playoffs can be super helpful because, you know, when you do get those, those opportunities, cashing in on them is really important. But, um, if your power play fucking sucks, the, the playoffs <laughs> best time for it, uh, yeah. you to be one of those teams, it's really effective at five on five and not so much on the power play as, the as we've seen. Same goes for same goes for shitty penalty killing teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's as far as what teams the Bruins might be playing. Um, I, I don't like to put too much stock in just, small sample size stuff. So like seeing that the Bruins have beaten the the lightning a few times this year and um, have looked pretty good against them. Doesn't necessarily mean you want to play them in the playoffs. Uh, I, I do like that. They've looked good against the lightning. They've mm-hmm. a, a huge game this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was an overtime victory, correct? Yeah. Yeah. That was yep. one of Lena, Lena Solmark's best games of the year. Yeah. Um, just you know, looking pretty good without Hampus Lindholm and David Bosternock against a, a team without Ryan McDonough. But I, I mean, I think you'll probably say that the Bruins are missing more of their lineup than than the Lightning in that case. Um, but yeah, I don't want to read too much into that. Just kind of like I don't want to read too much into like how the Bruins have played against Toronto this year. Um, I, I think Drew, you were right on when you said like whoever you're going to play is going to be a good team and. Um, I think there are matchups that are better and worse, but at the same time, you know, if the Bruins are truly a Stanley cup contender this year, they're going to have to beat some good ass teams on the way to, to winning it. This, you're not going to necessarily get 2019 again, where you get kind of a, a a couple of upsets and you get to play some of the worst teams that made the playoffs on the way to getting there. Um, and we even saw that the results don't necessarily always work out when you get the best possible matchups going through. So, um, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of luck, but I do think this team has what it takes. Yeah, I and think I'm really uh, mad at them for convincing me of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple quick notes on on what you said. See, I'm taking notes. This is very wow. Yeah, you get paid to do this. <laughs> no, 
You should, uh, we should have like a, we should have notes that we like post on, on Twitter. I don't think people are going to understand my notes. It's just, it's just like, there's a TOR frowny face, (laughs) TAM kind of math face, and then uh, some random numbers and words written on there. So I don't think like if I, I I see a number that's not random there. I no, no, none of the three are random actually. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about one of those numbers. I'm going to, I'm going to save. Is it the is it is it this one or is it, I think it's this one right? It's that one that you yeah lost. okay so we'll save that I'll save that for last because I think that's going to be a, a larger discussion. Um, in kind of reverse order of what you just addressed, um, Toronto Tampa for me like again I, I don't think there's too big of a difference as far as skill set goes. Like I think either of those teams you're going to have trouble with. They're both strong teams. Um, obviously the Bruins right now I think are capable of beating them when they're firing on all cylinders as we've seen the last couple of weeks. So that's encouraging. Um, and you know, like with, with Tampa again, it's, you don't want to read too much into those small sample sizes, but it is really encouraging to see a team like the Bruins without Pasternak, without Lindholm still hanging with Tampa. I mean, obviously they're the defending champs until they're not, and they might not be the top team in the league this year, but you know, they're the team that's gotten it done twice in a row now. So being able to hang with them is big. I think part of the reason I'd rather play Tampa is simply because, like, if the Bruins do lose, I'm gonna be so much more mad if it's to the Maple Leafs than it is <laughs> if it's the Lightning. Like, and and I feel like it's gonna be like that for a couple of years. Like, if, if Toronto beats us in three years when the rivalries cool down a little bit, then like whatever. If they beat us now and it's still kind of hot, I'm gonna be really upset about that. Um, you mentioned Charlie Coyle on that first unit. I definitely prefer him the second unit. He works so well in that bumper spot. It's like it's a that's a tough role to play because you have to you don't have time to make a decision. And he is somebody that can distribute the puck or get that quick release off. Um or really go strong. to the front of the net and yeah, he's and got the body kind of that big it. body there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does have the size for it too. Yeah. Uh by the way, do you guys know he's from Weymouth? I haven't heard that. Yeah. Wow. Um, I don't know. If, I, I was kind of watching the uh, Wee Mouth. Wee Mouth. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't know if I, I was kind of working while I was watching the, the Caps game. Um, but I saw Marshan like running the power play from the, the point for a little while in the quarterback spot. Was that just a, you know, if that was just like a, a rotation with him and McAvoy kind of switching off, or did they have Marshan quarterbacking the power play for a little while? Because that was weird. No, it was just uh, the power play wasn't particularly in any sort of organization so i think it was just one right. of those like i hope that Marshawn takes over <laughs> the, there were there were times where the like half the first unit had changed out and half okay. of it hadn't and like mike riley was running the first unit like uh, there, there was a lot of stuff Which going chris on. Loved. I'm, I'm happy about that I, d- I did love it i was really hoping that they would score on that like <laughs> in that little 30 second yeah. period you know so I could he just needs those numbers yeah. mike riley yeah. then Scarlett stirs the drink if if Riley's quarterbacking it, you know he needs a good running back in Connor Clifton. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I I did enjoy uh, one of the very few things I enjoyed about the uh, TNT broadcast was uh, Keith Jones a couple of times saying very nice things about Mike Riley, so I could tweet quotes from Keith Jones. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna? Are you writing an essay and then you can cite sources? And Keith yeah, Jones yeah, yeah. A couple I'm gonna of, say, uh, what, what a nice play there by Mike Riley. It's gotta be Chicago style. <laughs> Mike course. Riley made a nice play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I also, uh, not to change subjects too quickly, but uh, my my dad also noticed the same thing and texted me about it. But 
I think it was also also Keith Jones seeing uh, Jake DeBrusque like choke up on his stick and receive yeah. a pass and like very effusively uh, giving him praise for something that we see him do on a daily basis. Yeah, like basically. almost like a shiftly basis. Like it's pretty regular. <laughs> you see it in, uh, in practice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I am a little surprised it's not something that more players don't employ. Yeah, um, makes sense. <laughs> it's not something more players do employ. I did the double negative there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, it's always fun to watch him do that. But, you know, it's something he does all the time. A lot, yeah. And it's not like it. it it's not like it scored a goal for him. <laughs> like he, deal, yeah. he, he received a pass. pass properly. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, bro, what a sick strat. Is that what uh, he said? <laughs> speak of the devil, though. One of my my more viral tweets in a while was just like, you know what? I'm going to be sad if Jake DeBrus leaves. And I, I think I felt this way for a while as like Jake DeBrus the human, but he's got to be on the best stretch of his career right now. I mean, he's always been one of those guys that's, that's streaky and stuff, so I'm trying not to like overreact. But he's putting it together for a longer period, like pretty much since the trade deadline, and he's been hot. And... I can't believe I'm saying this, but like I really think that he is like a a huge key piece to that any any playoff runs they have right now. I mean, uh, yeah. obviously he's gone streaking the playoffs before and has played a role, but the ability of for him to continue producing on that first line allows you to have that second line depth, and we've seen how well that second line can play and that works up and down the lineup. But, I think more more importantly, the third line having Craig Smith, with yeah, Charlie Coyle, exactly. So it it, it has implications pretty much everywhere because if not, then you probably have to slide it. I mean, I don't know, you could put him in the second line, but I, I think he probably is either one or three at this point. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would not have thought that. You know, obviously, like putting him with Bergeron and Marchand is going to be, you know, who's not going to be better playing with two of those guys. But I don't know when you were when we saw like the the Craig Smith pairing with with them earlier in the year i wasn't like oh stick to brusque up there you know what i mean it, it didn't feel like that was going to be something that really clicked as well as it has um especially since he hasn't really shown any interest in playing his off wing too much yeah but it's clicking so well i like he, not only is he producing but I, you just notice him he's forechecking so well which is one of his biggest assets when he's rolling is his ability to just pressure the puck in the offensive zone and it's leading to turnovers and meaningful goals. Like uh, we've seen a couple of those those like game changing goals the last couple of weeks that he's been forcing turnovers, which is not something that you saw and out Cam, of the for a while. Cam, wait till you see him receive passes. Oh, buddy, dude. <laughs> he's choking up on the stick like oh, it's like he's fucking. It's, he's you know, it kind of it kind of aligns with me shaking his hand. I think. I think I yeah a little bit. The- Gift to like the golden glove. No, I Drew think shook it, his hand and Cam. So, and Jake DeBrus stick said, "Choke me, Daddy." You mentioned <laughs> that you know. You I called open. Um, uh, Cam, something you mentioned uh, b- before we got derailed. Uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, I think we actually got derailed, but that's another um, story. Yeah. Oh my fucking lord. Uh, <laughs> so I think uh, Cam, you know, something you mentioned there earlier, buddy, uh, was that DeBrusque is kind of becoming a key to this playoff run, and I think I, I think he has been in the past. You look at like times where he was on; he has been streaky in the playoffs, like you said. But like when he is on, 
the team is doing fucking good. And then yeah. he, he goes off again. But, he, I mean, he's been less streaky during this stretch. And I think a part of that's playing with Bergeron Marchand. Part of that might be, hey, I want to get traded. Let's let's really dig in here. I have a hope of getting out. Um, and now that it's just clicking, he's like, I'm having – it looks like he's, like, enjoying himself out there, which I think, you know, in the predicament yeah. he has been in in not being guaranteed minutes, not guaranteed line mates, we're going to try you here, we're going to try you there. Um, I, I think he's actually kind of like, I, I think that's having an impact on how he's playing and it is contributing to that consistency because we've always known the skill level he has. We've always known what he's capable of and it's been that, can he keep it up? Um, and, and, and now he is, and I do think it has a lot to do. I think he has a lot more confidence. Um, it just, and it's, it's good. I like it. And it's since I shook his hand, no, it was before that. I, I just, you know, I lucked out at good timing. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe some of his, some of his luck will rub off on me. Do you guys think like the, I mean, I talked about the four checking and, and causing turnovers, but I think he's been a lot better in the D zone as well. Do you think that's just the Bergeron Marchand? I feel like everybody who plays with those two, even more so Bergeron, really, because you look at Marchand's career and it's the same thing. It was like playing with Bergeron, you like he like blesses you with defensive capabilities that you like <laughs> wouldn't have had before. Do you think that is just a byproduct of playing with those two, or do you think it's him just buying into that two hundred foot game, like post trade deadline, a combination? Like, well, one of those things I'll say is one of those things uh one of the things i will say (laughs) among the many things i will say on this podcast um i mean it always helps for your defensive game if you possess the puck in the offensive zone makes it a lot easier to play (laughs) in the defensive zone because you're doing it a lot less um I, i feel like if you're not always having to lock down in the defensive zone um you can focus on it more when you do have to do it and um those two guys specifically brad marshan i think is is extremely good at getting the puck back and moving it to the offensive zone and i think that's what helps so much playing with bergeron is that bergeron's really good at taking the puck away and marshan's so good at converting that into offensive opportunities and so yeah playing with those two guys is always going to help with anybody's defensive game and it's been weird to see like the kind of younger defensive minded forwards playing with those guys who just kind of didn't really mesh like Danton Heinen never really figured it out and yeah and yeah I mean uh, like Anders Bjork uh, another kind of defensive minded guy just didn't really mesh with them um I don't know if that was like a just an opportunity thing but um, I, I think it's interesting that, you know, maybe putting a guy who isn't known for his defensive game, but does kind of have a high effort, uh, reputation, um, maybe just putting him in that kind of position to, you know, expend his energy more in the offensive zone, but you know, when he has to lock down defensively or, you know, on the four check, like you were saying, Cam, um, one it it helps out his game Two, it kind of you know maybe relieves a little bit of the the responsibility that you know brad marchand probably like the number one four checking guy on the team um you, you always see him flying around trying to take the puck back um 
Yeah, it's uh, it reminds me a lot of college basketball where guys uh, they'll they'll have like a a diamond press. Well, you'll have, you'll have like one guy who goes and kind of like mm-hmm. ceremonially does the backcourt press, and you know it doesn't <laughs> really result in anything, but um, you know it's one guy kind of putting the putting the effort in and putting the pressure on him, and uh, you know seeing Jake DeBrus do that a little more than than usual is good it's nice you know what else is good is nice draft case Woo! hockey fans feel the sweat nope feel the action on the ice like <laughs> never before <laughs> With DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. Oh, I got to redo that. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and a goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, you, you kind of hesitated there. You, you, unmuted, that, yeah. you unmuted right there, so I thought you were going to say that. Oh, and, no, yeah. and just stepping on my hosting duties, too. No, I had just a note about the DraftKings, actually. Uh, I think next time they do, like, one of those, like, oh, if anybody scores a goal all season, then you get $10 in free bets. They should do, if Jake DeBrus chokes up on his stick to catch a pass, <laughs> you win $100 in free bets. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so last week... We asked you, the listeners, for <laughs> questions, and then I'm we answered approximately half of one of them. <laughs> so here we go. We were we were uh, we run a tight ship. All right, we've got our buddy Sean Rajat. Does Mark McMuffin McLaughlin have a spot in the lineup going forward? His first game made it seem that way, but where would he slot in? Yeah, I feel like Ronald McDonald is like the classic, uh, like B sign him. He like kind of helps kind of fill the injury gap in the back half of the season, and then you kind of store him away for like if somebody dies in the playoffs. Like I, I don't think he's like oh you know he's got to get him in there. He's been fine. I think he hasn't been an issue. Uh, he's good at getting boarded apparently. Yeah, uh, but you know he's a very fine player for what the Bruins need right now. Um, Young, obviously promising college career, Boston college, local kid, all cool scored a goal in the game that they put up a touchdown and all that neat. Um, But that being said, if you're, if you're relying on the, uh, the sausage, egg and cheese, McMuffin for the playoffs, then you're, you probably got some bigger issues right now. So maybe a a fill in guy, give him a a game. If somebody goes down um, to plug a hole, but I don't think, you know, he's he's a active part of their plan 
going forward. Yeah, I think he's depth. I think, you know, a future, a couple of years from now, sure, I can see him getting some starting minutes. I mean, that depends on how he pans out. Right now we've seen it. It's promising. But, yeah, when it, when it comes playoff time, you always go experience. Um, I think it's it's the safe bet and usually the, the best bet um, when you can have guys in there who have that experience there. Don't want to get frazzled. To differ. That, uh, yeah, but, you know, I got, yeah. Um, and see where it got them. Um, you know, David back is <laughs> what have scored a hat trick that game. Um, no, I think, I, I think he does have a role in the future. I don't think it's the season, but it's a great acquisition. They, I mean, you just signed a college free agent and, and it's great. Um, and, and they actually just recently signed another guy. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's a smart move. That's what Kuhlman, that, that's how they got Kuhlman. You saw him work his way in and out of the lineup. Maybe it'll be something like that. I hope I hope it's more, but yeah, uh, maybe he gets the call. Speaking of injury, signing but... another guy, uh, Oscar Steen. Uh, yeah, two-year two extension, yep. uh, 800K one-way deal, which makes a mm-hmm. lot of sense because I think that's Did very money? low money, but probably the negotiation the negotiation there was uh, if we give you more money, it's going to be a two way deal. And he said, "Yeah, I'll take the one way deal." Um, love to see that. I think uh, he'll be he'll be great on like the third line next year or something. Uh, yeah, good good deal for both sides. I think not the biggest sample size with him this season, but I feel like you got a pretty good indication of like you plug and play with him, and you know you're going to get, and it's going to be solid. Po- positive you outcomes. Got- you got like passes the eye test, passes the mm. advanced stats test. Yeah, passes you, have, the quad test. you have Oscar the Grouch and Oscar the Stout. Steen <laughs> Stout beer. Nope. We got it all. Okay, man. <laughs> Keep it uh, I'll see myself out. All right. Related question. Um, I think this was a question on our our current one, but this is from Patrick Laverty. Uh, how do you pronounce Sean Rajat? Uh, it's Rajat. Rajate, as I no, did last episode. Rajate. Rajate. Rajat. Yeah. Rajat, he scores. Um, also from Patrick Laverty, how will you define this season as a success or failure? I think that was the one that we, that yeah. we yeah, answered that before. Sworn, yeah. um, but I don't know if I answered it seriously. Maybe I did. I think we answered it seriously. I think we did. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. If not, uh, Patrick has two other questions this week. So yeah. we can answer those. Uh, <laughs> our our friend DF Pendris. Uh what should be the next Bruins food related product? We answered that one. Yeah, we did that one too. Okay. Uh I know we answered the middle one. I don't know if we answered the whole question. No, because you cut out and we answered the rest. Oh, okay. Sick. Shouts DF. Um if you want to add something in there, though, please. Yeah, yeah, feel yeah. Free. You can answer. I think, your, I, think we, I think we did read through all of these. It, yeah, I, I didn't just, answer the. Uh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, I, I left. Um, <laughs> next Bruins <laughs> yeah, related product should be a. Uh, I don't know. It should be a bear steak. I'm gonna change Whoa. my answer. Wait, so that's cannibalistic, be... though. Are you a bear? Well, we're we're the we're Bruins. I mean, we're not, but you know, we're part of the, if you love them beast. enough, you are yeah. a part of them. Uh, I, I'm going to change my, my answer to a hallway <laughs> sponsored by Taylor hall and, and Halla. 
Okay. Just a hollow. Uh, it should be a Bruins and Bruins official Bruins beer. Okay. All right, we got... <laughs> sure. Moving on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've got uh, Bruins coverage. At Bruins coverage asked, how are you guys feeling going into tomorrow's game versus the Blues? So it'll be today's game when you hear this, if you're listening to this tomorrow. <laughs> Tuesday, um, April 12th against the Blues. I'm feeling, I don't know, ask me tomorrow. I'm feeling, I, I, I don't know. I've kind of tried to avoid it as much as I can. I still am not sure that I'm emotionally prepared to see Tori Krug in a Blues jersey, yeah. like specifically yeah, playing yeah. against the Bruins for the first time. Um, I saw the picture of him and Pasta out to dinner tonight, Monday night. Um, that was awesome. And then like two seconds later, I was reminded that like, oh yeah, that's because he's going to play against the Bruins tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah. All things considered, uh, I mean, like looking back on it, I don't think I'd do that differently. Like you, you trying to match that contract. Yeah. No. It's it was it was the right move in hindsight. I, it's just is sad because obviously, like I, I think at the time we were all we were all kind of like, I don't know. Are you really expecting Matt Grizzlick to step up and be Tory Krug? And it turns out, uh, Matt Grizzlick, really good defensive player. Really good at uh, moving the puck up the ice. Uh, yeah. Not a great power play quarterback, but you know you kind of want Charlie McAvoy taking over that too. So yeah, I yeah, think I think yeah, overall that, probably a good. That's I not what the, the question was, but that's what I answered. I think that I mean yeah, I have that same feeling. I think just the reason is because Krug wanted to stay, but it it also just wasn't realistic on the Bruins side. You can't really blame management for not going after that that kind of contract. So. Um, but yeah, uh, I get otherwise, I don't really give a fuck. I mean, I hope I get to see the game work on Tuesday, sometimes sucks and leaks into 9 p.m. So, um, yeah. we'll see. But yeah, ask me tomorrow. Just I haven't depend on how I my day out Krug's like underlying numbers or anything, but I, I know he's you know, he's had a pretty good point scoring season. He's uh, I think a pretty ridiculous like power play point rate. I think he has like over half a power point power play point per game um so you know that's that's always good um yeah as far as like other feelings going into the blues game like i think we've been pretty clear on the podcast like none of these games really matter you just want to be hot going into the playoffs so hot and healthy baby that's what it's all about right now hot and healthy uh glowing year story (laughs) let's get him you made that into something (laughs) Yeah, besides your biography, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there are players on that team that I still don't particularly care for. Uh, Jordan Bennington for several reasons, but, I mean, he's having... For most reasons, Just yeah. like a garbage season. Uh, you know, you hate to see it happen to such a nice person, but... Yeah. Shame. Um, Shame. <laughs> famously racist, famously not a <laughs> good person otherwise. Famously um, shit, Yeah. <laughs> uh famously not very good at hockey and yeah uh really fucking sucks that that, <laughs> that guy beat the, the right Bruins time. in 2019 mm-hmm. yeah. um and i, I love <laughs> one of the things people are, are hold against him is that he has he's making six million dollars a year which uh that's not a like a sick burn on that guy uh folks yeah <laughs> uh, dude, dude gets to be a backup goaltender to Ville huso for six million dollars a year, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, must be nice. Um, 
Yeah, David Perron, not a huge fan of him. Um, yeah, he was the one who uh, decapitated Tory Krug. Yeah, um, that's a little awkward. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had Ryan O'Reilly uh, drunk drove into a into a Tim Hortons. Don't like that guy. <laughs> That's a very Canadian thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, is he? Is he Canadian? Yeah, he's Canadian. Right? Yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, just don't particularly love that team. I, I do really like Vladimir Tarasenko, though. How can you not love the Tarasenko show? He is uh, my second line right winger in Bruins GM mode on any. <laughs> I feel like every time hire me, Tarasenko. That's what it comes up. Is that he's seriously twenty twenty seven? Boston Bruins going to the cup final. Tarasenko anchoring that second line. My my creative player, <laughs> or my my player, whatever they call it in that. Uh, I got drafted by the Blues in like the 2016 draft when I was doing like NHL 16. And uh, I was the left wing on the line with Tarasenko. Nice. Oh, EA, make better video games. That'd be cool. Yeah, I haven't bought one since really, it's, it's it's 2K make more video games so that EA yeah. has pressure to make games. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, we'll save that for when Court Lalone is on next. You can. Yeah. Um, let me look at our uh, our notifications on the on the tweets. It's mostly. Should we run through the name suggestions real quick? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Lancey with, what did we get ourselves into having Lancey on this week's show? Um. <laughs> Someone said uh, Pride and Porters, and I replied, it's just a podcast where we only talk about the Boston Pride with uh, Matt Porter. Oh, I was confused, but I saw that response, and I was like, we don't really talk about And, and Matt Porter said, y'all cracking Porters tonight, or and, uh, <laughs> we, we didn't. Um, and we didn't invite him on. <laughs> uh, he did, he did just have a baby, but yeah. I did hear. Um, <laughs> he he from, just had a baby like months ago. Though. I did hear from sources right that now. he's like settled down into fatherhood and is probably ready to come back on the podcast. Yeah. So I saw some pictures of him, back. so I think we're good yeah, to go. So we, we, we had him on the podcast. There was a, a like a couple month period where it was like, okay, we'll give him a break from us. Uh, and then we invited, <laughs> Every, we invited him big. back it's on the healthy. podcast. He got COVID like the day before. Um, well, that, did that the, start the COVID spree for us? Yeah. Not uh, for us, but well, I guess for you guys. Yeah, we got it from that. But... Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> and, and Virtually. Then, and then he had a baby and needed to he personally know, did. take care of a child. Um, but yeah, anybody who's itching for the return of Matt Porter, I've been told he is willing and able to come back on our podcast Which should be everybody Which we have awesome. in and this is more a story for him to tell if he ever wanted to tell it but we have a good story involving all of this <laughs> um, but i'm not gonna say it now that's up to him we, yeah, no, we, we, we had to edit some stuff out of the podcast because he announced something that he shouldn't have announced <laughs> No, no, I, I was going to say, say there was a there was a text message sent at a, a particular time, um, and it's oh, why yeah. he didn't come on at one point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Richie Flores says the Cam Hasbrook show featuring Drew and Chris. Yeah, let's go, uh, Richie. That's Cam my says, dog. That's Richie. why you're my dog. But yeah. Richie only said that because Patrick Laverty had tweeted like 30 seconds earlier. 
the Dubin Gear podcast with guests can. Look, I was skiing, and that's the only one I saw. So I'm just yeah. in my brain that came first. So uh, Rob Schlosser, our guy, the podcast formerly known as the as Brews and Bruins. I use that in the open. Um, Court Lalonde said Mike Riley misspelled. Um, <laughs> Is that the name Mike Riley misspelled? <laughs> no, it's just <laughs> Mike Riley, but not spelled right, <laughs> which is on brand. Uh, S. Bonzi, three dudes, one puck. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Tommy Orton. Thank you, Sam. Tommy Orton, our guy from across the pond. Hard listen hockey. Shouts to his dad. Uh, hockey troll, former guest. <laughs> oh, Sam just added another one. One one of our two favorite uh, Caps fans, uh, Pride and Pilsners, just came up with that on my own. Uh, Emma, uh, a person that I recently met, uh, Eastsightman15 on Twitter. Go follow her. Uh, Bruins, spelled B-R-E-W-I-N-S. Yeah, shouts. We went to a wedding together a couple weeks ago. What's brewing from Jeff Essential RN at RN Jeff Essential? <laughs> Love that. Uh, and then Ace with the correct answer. Uh, you shouldn't. Which I th- uh, I like that because it can be taken two ways. You shouldn't <laughs> rename it, or you just shouldn't. <laughs> if we abandon, <laughs> we just we know Bruins, we just shouldn't. <laughs> we just <rename> shouldn't. Uh, and then I guess the last one from S. Bonzi again. Cam's roommate, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Two in the pink, one in the rink. <laughs> <laughs> and then on that note, <laughs> I hope you've oh, enjoyed this episode of Two in the Pink, One in the Rink. <laughs> I've been not Cam. I've been not Drew. I've been not Chris. All right. That was episode 57. We actually do have one more listener question from our good friend Patrick Laverty, uh, but it's sort of unintentionally spun us off the rails into a discussion about capital punishment and the ethics of death row. Uh, if you're interested in hearing our thoughts on that and what beers we would pick on death row, you can keep listening. But we wanted to give you a heads up because we do have a somewhat serious discussion about the methods of capital punishment that are used. So in case that's not your cup of tea, you can cut us off here, even though you probably should have cut us off a long time ago anyway. Enjoy uh have you had this question before um we'll we'll answer that after the question uh your (laughs) death row last meal what beer are you having with it Uh, this is also patrick laverty Uh, i think it depends oh well i guess it depends on what the meal is but i guess i'm picking the meal Yes. I would say I would just say you want you want high alcohol content. I would assume. I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm getting like executed, I want to be like hammered for it, maybe. <laughs> like, like you might as well. I want to find out how the lethal injection chemicals mix with my ABV. Yeah. Well, there's one way to find out. <laughs> I guess BAC would probably be the proper. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, technically, I guess your ABV would would count. Yeah. Um, uh, high alcohol by volume. <laughs> alcohol by volume. <laughs> I think if I was going like pure enjoyment, it would be like <laughs> enjoyment for the the beer. I mean, not for the execution. <laughs> Fuck. I'm trying to enjoy my 
in my dick. Yeah, I actually would want it into my veins. It's just like, if we're, if we're going, like, just, just, just hook you up to a beer some... IV. Yeah, I want some, some uh, main beer company lunch just going mm. into my veins. Wire it in. Um, if we're going Along with high nice alcohol little... content, uh, the Victory Sour Monkey is like 9.5%. Yep. Um, it's a good and beer, too. It's a great beer, and... I, I mean, really sour, so you have to be like cool with that. Um, but you could you could beer IV that, and you'd probably be dead before. I uh, probably with any of these, I think you'd be dead before the injection. Yeah, so that's yeah, that should yeah. be how they do the injections. injecting they, carbon dioxide into your bloodstream. I think is not good for you. <laughs> they should like wire in Bud Light to people instead of because I've heard the. I mean, I don't know, not to make this a lethal injections podcast, but I've heard it. <laughs> There's a there's a very solid chance that it's not nearly as peaceful as it looks. Oh, for um, sure, no. Oh, uh, so anybody who's like seen uh, uh, Venom Two, Let There Be Carnage, knows. Yeah, so you might as well do Bud Light then. Not to get political on the podcast here. Miller but, uh, Light, Death, Death Row, not not great. Uh, not great. Yep. No, uh, seems seems like they're wrong a lot. I feel like honestly, the more humane way would just be like a guillotine. Not that I'm pro death row, but like I don't think that like that's quick. No, and I don't think they're well with the guillotine. I think it was like 16 seconds. A guy kept blinking during the French Revolution. Yeah, said. Yeah, was that just like a bodily twitch though, or was that like so? That's the thing. Like people don't really know because like you don't get decapitated and then get to like come back to life and be like, oh, this is what it was like. Yeah. So I don't think anyone actually knows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right. but yeah, your your nerves still fire after your head is decapitated. Yeah, um, my, my there have been people like with internal decapitations who are still like bouncing around and stuff. When I was uh, in high school, my social studies teacher, who uh, I won't name, Where's didn't turn school? out to be a great great guy. You know, you learn a lot about people in the past few years, um, but. No, notably when you are friends with them on Facebook, um, which I don't know why I am still. Um, but uh, he suggested if you ever had the choice of how to be executed, if it came to that uh, firing squad is, is probably the best in terms of your own. Uh, because I don't know about that. It, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say no. But when you think lethal injection, what are your other electric chair? That it's, one sucks the, too. It's yeah. the quickest because they shoot but, for the head. But also, mm-hmm. like after you get shot in the head, you don't yeah, you're die still for alive. Like... That's the same guillotine argument. You're definitely. Yeah, I feel yeah. like the guillotine. I quicker. feel like that's different. Like if you're getting like a no, couple you're of talking movie shit. Like, like people, movie and video games. Yeah, you die in three I, seconds. Honestly, I think the, the, the way really? to do I just it thought would that like... would also just be the mm, no. Okay. There was like there was the senator from Arizona who got shot in the the shooting and she lived yeah well i think i think there's yeah it, i mean it depends on i guess where it would hit you in the brain on how instant hey we're wow this yeah, is like, like, <laughs> <I'm just laughs> the most humane way would just be like just like toss them out an airplane you know oh boy that's gotta be pretty quick right um yeah, I mean, I don't think get, that's pretty quick. To get I think really that's about ninety it. seconds of free fall. Before. I think if you're well, yeah, if, you, if you're getting executed, I think the best way is to like OD on painkillers, probably. Yeah, or maybe OD on pain and then toss out the plane. Yeah, 
or I still think that would be scary. Or like catapulted. I, I have dreams you know about what? being like catapulted. That shit is fucking. You know scary. what? It should be. It should just be peacefully in bed when your time comes. Ideally, yeah. Yeah, that's watching the beast. I, I, I hope everybody listening to this probably very triggering conversation. Yeah, <laughs> that we should probably edit out. Yeah. Uh, no, I. You know what? The I like the politically. We could do. We could do like a content warning. We could stick it at the end, like, "Hey, this got off the rails." This little segment. If you want yeah. to keep listening, yeah. you can. no, I think we you know this, got, is this is the, what it's about. You know, this we'll, is the pro- we'll, the. The Pride in Politics podcast. Yeah, we'll Pride and Precious. We, we talked politics for approximately three seconds of this conversation. But uh, yeah, uh, death row, uh, not not a great thing. Um, and uh, but a lot of my the beer arg- arguments would be... for it can be pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty easily be, uh, you know, argued uh, against. My beer would be this this fiddlehead. But it's gone um, now. So yeah, I th- honestly, I think this would probably be my death row here. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick, for uh, igniting this conversation. Wow. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, old dog replied to that bottomless. That's a good answer. Bottomless <laughs> beers. Yeah. Um, that is a very good answer.